Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. This episode is going to be on how to run a productive gaining phase. So it's pretty much going to outline exactly what you need to know if you're looking to start your first bulk or if you're looking to just bulk again. And it will just basically summarise every single thing you want to maybe consider. It's not going to dive into the the minute details like maybe where to get maybe your calories from, etc. It's going to be kind of the basics, just going over all the basics so you know how to kind of execute a gaining phase accordingly. So, first of all, obviously when we're bulking, we want to be in a calorie surplus. We want to be eating more calories than we're burning, so we gain body weight. And we ideally want to do so to produce round about a 1-2% to of body weight gain a month. Uh, the reason why it's 1-2% to is it depends on the individual. If someone's super new to training, they can maybe get away with gaining at a faster rate. If they've been gain, if they've been training for a long time, maybe they'd want to gain at a slower rate, just so they don't gain unnecessary body fat. And you basically want to do that and repeat that for as long as possible without gaining body fat. And the reason why is the longer we can spend in a gaining phase in the best position possible to spend mu- to build muscle, the more progress we will make. People typically like they'll they went or. I see some individuals, they'll maybe like want to like, do a gaining phase and they'll like gain for 12 weeks, which is not a lot of time. Like if you are only going to spend 12 weeks gaining, but you're willing to kind of spend the rest of the time dieting, don't expect to make drastic changes to your physique. The gaining phase is where progress is made. That's where you make the improvements. So if the majority of your time is spent out with a gaining phase, then don't expect to make a ton of improvements. Simple as that. So yeah, you basically want to do it as long as possible before you get signs to pull back, so before body fat gets too high, before digestion worsens and you can't troubleshoot and fix it, before uh, maybe your hunger's in absolute gutters, although you're bang on with your routine, bang on with your food choices, which will get to basically like when it is detrimental to keep gaining, then pull back. Obviously, if you've got maybe a, a goal to diet down for a certain time frame, then just due to time limitations, that might end the gaining phase earlier than you'd maybe like, but you basically want to gain for as long as possible without kind of needing to pull back. Like the more time you can spend gaining, the better. Like I'll have clients that will be in a gaining phase for a good year. Uh, and that's because, again, that's where the progress is made, especially for like long-term physique development. You're going to be, you're going to make a lot more progress and you're going to look a lot better long-term. So short-term, of course, if you diet down, you're going to look better. But think long-term, what's going to give you the most return long-term? What's going to give you the best, best kind of, investment of your time and as well as obviously having like a appropriate rate of gain we need the training demand to warrant having that rate of gain so make sure you've got a split that you can stick to consistently and progress your lifts over time it doesn't really matter an awful lot if it's upper lower if it's push pull legs if it's a bro split yes you could order you could argue some splits are more what you could say optimal than others for certain reasons but it's not the end of the world, just get a split that you enjoy and you're going to train super hard on and repeat that over time. Because if it's not backed by effort, then you're probably just going to get fluffy. You're going to put on unnecessary body fat throughout. So yeah, pick a split you can simply follow and stick to and keep it the same. And as well as that, make sure you keep your execution standardised. So what I mean by standardised is the same. So a lot of people will basically about training and they'll try and chase progressions but what will happen is they'll end up actually decreasing the quality of their sets because their execution slips because they are chasing more weight on the bar in order to kind of 
maybe please your ego to an extent, and also because if, let's say, you logbook your lifts, which I recommend doing, meaning log what you get on a weekly basis, uh, it can be quite easy to, like, just obsess over kind of weight and then forget what we're doing is actually trying to maximise the quality of what we're doing internally, meaning how much weight we're putting on the target muscle. So make sure you are keeping execution standardised, or in other words, the same on a weekly basis. And a few kind of things that kind of stick by for the most part is making sure you're using a large range of motion, getting a great stretch on every exercise, having a con- controlled concentric, or sorry, a controlled eccentric, so a controlled loading phase, having total control over the weight at all times. There are some kind of good fundamental rules that apply for 99% of exercises you will perform in the gym. And what you can also do is, as appetite basically lowers when you are bulking, or in other words, when you're gaining, you can then switch your food choices accordingly. And what I mean by this is, when you are maybe eating things like rice, maybe you're eating things like oats, hunger gets higher, what you can maybe look to do is instead of adding more rice, you can push food up by adding calorie-dense options like putting honey on top of it, putting olive oil on top, putting maybe having something like bagels and jam instead, having things like cereal, and with your oats, again, putting things like honey on top or swapping them out completely for things like cereal. Just because high fibre, like we want to, fibre is something I wouldn't really increase as a gaining phase goes or persists or as you carry out a gaining phase if maybe digestion's good you feel like you're having enough fiber uh, then try and keep it static and if you keep kind of adding things like oats to your diet you're going to just increase the amount of fiber you're consuming which could potentially lead to digestive issues and oats are food that's quite filling and that's due to their fiber intake for one it also digests quite slow again due to the fiber intake so it might not be the best food to kind of keep increasing as you're bulking you could consider swapping that to something like cream of rice or rice or cereal like I touched on and that's just going to allow you to most likely get more food in. and things like granola is a great tool so making those adjustments when you feel like your appetite starts to lower which holds back your your ability to get as much food in as you want and as well as that when you're bulking keep consistent with a step goal it doesn't have to be ridiculously high it could just be seven and a half thousand daily but I'd always recommend having like some sort of kind of if you're ticking all your other boxes, fine, then a step goal can be super valuable. Just to get, one, some sunlight exposure, which can do you good for your ability to sleep well at night, your energy for the day, your overall mood as well, and your readiness to train. If, let's say, you've got a desk job and on your rest days you just sit at a desk all day, you go home and then you just you don't really do much on your rest days, then I wouldn't be surprised if you go into your sessions, you've got a tight back, which kind of gives you issues when you're performing certain movements. So I'd recommend keeping a step count. A good place to be is maybe seven and a half thousand daily or ten thousand on your rest days and seven and a half on your training days, something like that. And in terms of something else to consider as well, so obviously if you've got a job where you're extremely active and you're doing a ton of steps, you might not need to, to put that in place, but it's more for people who are quite sedentary. And yes, you can obviously you could argue, right, you're burning calories through doing steps, but I think the impact or the positive impact doing steps will have on digestion, the positive impact it will have on hunger, your ability to utilize food and your readiness to train heavily outweighs the extra calories you'll eat because realistically, like you don't burn that much calories doing steps. So I don't think your food being that high warrants 
not doing much steps unless it's ridiculously high. So that's my view on kind of having a step below in the gaining phase. I think it's still beneficial and it means when you start then dieting, you've already got your routine dialed in. There won't be any adjustment period because you'll, you'll kind of have the structure and routine there. You just need to make a few adjustments like moving a bit more, adding a bit longer time on your walks, etc. Maybe adding in a walk here and there. Whereas if you've got kind of no routine and structure with it, then it's going to be a bit of a shock to the system. And when you're gaining as well, if you have any movements that get a bit stale or in other words, stop progressing, swap them out for other lifts. A good rule to stand by is free strikes and you're out, meaning if you are doing certain movements and for three weeks they don't progress at all, that you are keeping your execution the same, then you can maybe swap them out. And the caveat to this is if, let's say, you try and improve your execution, let's say, let's say you try and get more range of motion or you slow it down more, that's a, that's still a progression. So people forget that just because you are lifting the same weight, that doesn't mean you're not progressing your lift. So what's happening in terms of your range? What's happening in terms of control? If they're improving, that is a form of progression. Arguably, that's a better quality form of progression too, if you can improve them, because it means long-term, you'll be getting more out of your sets on a weekly basis. Whereas if you are just maybe moving it with lack of control, then even if you reach a failure point, I don't think you get the same out of your lifts. So if, let's say, you've nailed everything outside the gym, meaning your body weight's gradually going up, you're eating around your session, you're sleeping well and your stress is manageable, you've been consistent with your training and then your lifts stop progressing, then swap them. If, let's say, you miss a session here or there, your body weight's not going up, you you go out and drink every weekend, then the problem's probably not your lifts are plateauing, it's probably your consistency in or outside the gym. And maybe your effort as well, because it's easy to kind of get progressions in your lifts when you're just kind of doing a movement for the first time or doing it after not too long. But if you've been doing a movement for a while, it might still be able to progress, but you might just need to take it all the way to failure to get that progression. But if, let's say, you've nailed everything, everything's in a good spot, then use that three strikes in your out rule, wait three weeks. If you have no former progression, swap it for another movement that's going to target a similar kind of muscle group or the same muscle group, obviously depending on your needs and depending on what you're swapping out. But that's what I'd recommend doing. And a great way to obviously assess if it is progressing or not is logbook your lifts. That keeps you accountable to make sure you're training hard because if, let's say, you're going in, you're doing the exact same thing, I doubt if you're in a gaining phase, all your movements have stopped. It's probably your effort. So it ensures you are applying progressive overload, which is the main driver of muscle growth. Or in other words, the main thing that will cause muscle growth to occur. So make sure that's in a good spot. And something that I think a lot of people do better, both when they're dieting and when they're bulking, is making sure they've got a good routine in place. So having a routine is absolutely key when you're gaining or just any phase you're in, really. If you've got a good routine regarding your sleep, you're going to have better quality sleep. You're going to have less stress. If, let's say, you're, you're sleeping and waking up at like completely different times each day, then you're completely thrown off your nutrition for the day. You're going to be eating at different times. You're going to have less time to maybe get the food in, which means cramming the food in in a shorter time frame. You're going to have less structure with your meals and having breaks in between your meals, which arguably on paper is suboptimal. And also, you could argue like just keeping things the same means you definitely know you've had enough water going into your session. You've definitely had enough food. So progress is somewhat inevitable. 
progress most of the time is within our control. I very, very rarely, if ever, have bad sessions. And the reason being is I control my variables that will impact my performance. If you control the variables that will impact your performance, you'll probably perform well because like, most things we can make sure it's in a good spot. Like you, you have control over your sleep. You have control of your nutrition. So it's up to you to make sure they're in a good spot. And something else to consider as well is having patience when you're gaining. So building muscle takes time. It's not a process that takes a week. Like people, clients might come to me and check in and be like, have had a great week, not seen changes. It's not just about having a productive week. It's about having a productive kind of months and kind of months on end, like dozens of weeks we want to mount up and make productive. Like, uh, because building muscle takes time and you're not going to see changes on a weekly basis necessarily, especially when body fat's going up, it can be hard to see the visual changes because as you're gaining that muscle, you're also gaining that body fat, which can hide the changes that you potentially make. So make sure that you focus on what's happening in the gym. That's our kind of best form of measurement of progression, what's happening to our lifts in the gym. If you're getting stronger with standardized execution, as I touched on earlier, then that's going to mean you're going to be most likely building muscle if you've got appropriate amount of volume, or in other words, sets per muscle group. And when it comes to kind of sets, obviously, like, you could argue, could you do more, could you do less? And yes, more can result in more progress. And the best way to kind of know, right, have I done enough volume is, like, next time, if, let's say, you've got some slight soreness the next day, then you're probably doing an appropriate amount. You don't need soreness as well. I've got some body parts that never get sore, really, and they grow. Uh, you don't need soreness. Soreness can be a sign you're recovering poorly. But, like, if you, if you let's say, you carry out a whole gaining phase, you diet down again, a muscle doesn't look like it's responded or grown at all, and you spent a long-duration gaining, then maybe consider, right, could I add more work to that body part? Could I do more sets? And could I maybe train that muscle group more frequently? Could I potentially adjust my split to get that body part to grow and of course before doing all that make sure your execution's in a good spot because doing more poor quality sets is not gonna fix it you want to make sure the quality is there and then if you can recover from more do it but yeah it's about kind of mounting up productive weeks of training like it's not just one week it's about kind of like if you have a, a perfect week great right let's now do that 24 times and then you'll start to see progress and then you'll have muscle to show for it if that makes sense that's kind of what you should expect in a gaining phase. And like I said, you won't really see progress potentially on a weekly basis in your progress phase, which is fine. As long as your lifts are progressing, that's the main thing. And like, Building a physique's ultimately a, a, a large part of it is delayed gratification, meaning putting up with maybe not seeing progress that maybe that frequently, but making sure still ticking your boxes, making sure still showing up. And like I said, you can see some short-term signs of progression like your performance in the gym. That's kind of the main one I'd look to look to assess. And that's pretty much it. Of course, like I could I could jump into a few other kind of minute details like where should you add your food? So typically when I'm adding food, I'd do so around the training window first. So if let's say you're trying to increase your calories, you can eat more around training, then I'd, I'd look to add more around training because you're most likely going to utilize them better because that's when you're active, that's when you're like performing in the gym. And 
it's shown that you utilize carbohydrates better post-workout because something called GLUT4, which is a transporter protein, is upregulated. So add your food around your sessions, keep a consistent routine, and that routine involves sleep-wake time, it involves meal time, it involves your water intake, your training, your salt intake. All these things can impact our progress. So what we can measure, we can manage, we can make sure it's in a good spot. So the less moving parts, the less moving variables you can ensure in your training, inside and outside the gym as well, then the more likely you are going to be to progress. So hope you've enjoyed the episode. And if you have any questions off the back of it, then just drop me a message on Instagram, leave them in the comments of YouTube. And I really appreciate everyone's support in the podcast. So if you are enjoying it, uh, then give me more incentive to keep making quality episodes and getting more guests on for yourselves and share it, like it, uh, subscribe if you're listening or watching it on YouTube. I greatly appreciate everyone's support and hope everyone has a great rest of their day.